Resurrection Sunday, what a great day to preach the gospel. What a great day to talk about what Jesus has done. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. Remember that, first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all he appeared to me as to one abnormally born. Amen. Christ died was buried, and was raised on the third day. That's why we're here celebrating this morning, Jesus is alive. I love that what Nathan talked about this morning, that there was the initial down payment, and then there was the acceptance of it. The, re- the resurrection was the acceptance of it. I-, I just think it's amazing to believe in a risen Savior. You know, if you're in church this morning, I, I don't know why you're here today. Maybe it's Easter and you decided to come. Maybe you come every week. But, you know, the thing, I was sitting, I was sitting on my bed reflecting this morning, that it is the risen Savior that changes everything for us. It is the risen Savior that gives us hope today. It's the risen Savior that causes us to worship with praise. You see, we all die, friends. We don't all come back to life. You know, uh, and Jesus came and led the way for us. And uh, he showed us that he would take the punishment for our sin on the cross. We talked about that on Friday, Good Friday. Just the sacrifice that it meant. But today... I want to say he rose again. I want to say that our hope today is not in a dead Jesus, it's in a resurrected Jesus. Our hope today is not in an icon on a cross. Our hope today is in an empty tomb that the stone couldn't hold him in. Wouldn't you like that? (laughs) Tell you what, I can't wait. One day the Bible says that the ground is going to give up all the bodies. Man alive, I can't wait. If I'm in the ground then, I want that ground to open up. I want to knock the stone over as I come out and go, you know what, Lord, I'm coming to you. I can't wait. Friends, either that is the truth that changes everything or it's not. Either it's the truth of the gospel and it's everything to us or it means nothing, friends. And so we have to come this morning and put our hope in a living Savior, in Jesus who died again, was buried and raised to life. The Bible says that the message of the cross, the message of the resurrection is foolishness to those who are perishing. You know, the world still doesn't understand it, friends. People still want to ridicule the Christian faith. They still want to say, you know what? You're all just religious nutters. You're all just people who can't get a perspective on life. You're all people who need a crutch. You need something to hope in because you can't deal with the reality of life. Friends, it's because of the reality of life that our hope is in the cross. It's because of the reality of our world that we recognize that resurrection is the only way to find life in this world. And so we come together today and we rejoice in what Jesus has done for us. We rejoice in what Jesus has been through for us. The resurrection changes everything. What does it open up for us? Firstly, resurrection brings victory over death. That's amazing, isn't that? Resurrection brings victory over death. See, what are we hoping for here? Are we hoping just to have a better life? Are we hoping just to live differently? Are we hoping just to come and listen to my great teaching? 
Are we hoping just to be able to sing some songs? Friends, that's not, that's not what we're here for. That's not the victory we have. The victory we have is victory over death. That's what the cross brings to us today. The, the cross says, and the resurrection of Jesus says, actually, there is life after this world. There is eternal life to be entered into. There is hope for us, victory over death. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, we're not here this morning just to kind of like play religion. We're here because actually we believe that Jesus died and rose again and that one day we will be with him. That one day we came alive and we came alive in him and that resurrection power brings us eternal life. And it's the hope of the church. It's, it's not because we uh, think we're better than anybody. We don't come because we think we're holier than the world. We don't come because we think we're better than people. We come because simply our hope is in a resurrected life with Jesus Christ. See, that's what sets us apart today. That's what finds us in church today. That's what makes it worth offering our lives and what we have to the Lord today. It's victory over death. He has overcome the power of death in the world. I love Acts 2, 23, 24. Listen, this man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. Listen to that. Ha, I tell you, friends, we all think the world's out of control, but God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge is bringing the world to pass. He said, by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death. Listen, because it was impossible. It was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Don't you love that? It's impossible. Sometimes I think I, I can't do anything, but it was impossible. Friends, when you pray for people, it's impossible for God not to answer. God wants to answer his prayers. And all of a sudden, Jesus was in the tomb and all hell was breaking in around him. You, can you imagine it? He'd been beaten beyond any man, scarred beyond any man, and laid in the tomb, dead. A spear in his side, water and blood flowing down, dead beyond control. And all of a sudden, we, we, we just said it, and then there came that day, his battered body began to breathe. All of a sudden, Jesus began to breathe because it was impossible. There was no power of hell that could keep him dead. There was no strength in this world that could hold on to him. What an amazing thing. It was impossible. The creator of the world decided, I'm coming back to life. And everything stopped while he came back. And you know what, friends? That's the victory that we have over death. That one day, even though we might die physically, actually we are raised to life with him. And that is the hope of the Christian faith. People might say it's foolish. People might say it's crazy. People might say, why are those nice people getting so excited about death and life? Because it's everything to us. Because it's what we believe. And friends, you know what? If you're following Jesus because you think he's a nice man and will make life easy, you'll never make it. You have to put your hope in resurrection life. You have to say, you know what? Jesus died for me and I'm going to live for him. And I'm going to enter into the eternity that he has for me. Because it's through his death that we have victory over life and over death itself. I love it. This wasn't a contest. You know, this wasn't a contest. 
It wasn't that Jesus was in the tomb going, oh, can I come back? It wasn't that God was going, am I strong enough to overcome the forces of hell? See, sometimes we think it's a contest with the forces of hell, don't we? It's like, oh, can I, can I? Jesus was just, well, I'm ready now. Bang, I'm here. See, the power of God is so much greater than anything that the devil can throw at him. And all of a sudden, death gave him up. Victory over death comes through faith in Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, eternal life isn't something that starts when we die. Eternal life is something that starts when we believe. Eternal life is something that takes us through life and into eternity because we've come to faith in Christ. Resurrection brings victory over death. Secondly, resurrection brings justification for our sins. I love this, Romans 4.25. Bit of a technical term, but it's worth hearing. He was delivered over to death for our sin. That's what Nathan was talking about in his video. The initial price was paid. He was delivered over to death for our sin, but he was raised to life for our justification. Amen. You know, we don't really sing it. We used to sing a song. Hallelujah, I'm justified. And remember that one? I don't know how we got that word into a song, but we did it. Do you know what I mean? The tune wasn't great. But we were just trying to cry out and give expression to the fact that Jesus has justified us. What does it mean? It means not simply to be um, let off. It means to be made faultless. It means to be made clean. It means that actually... Uh, We're not just able to pay the penalty. See, paying the penalty was the cross. Making us sons and daughters of God was justification, was the resurrection. That's what happened. Jesus died on the cross to justify us, to take away the old and to bring us into the new. Listen, uh, the prophet Isaiah spoke about this hundreds of years before Jesus said he came. He said this, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many and he will bear their iniquities. Wow. Hundreds of years before Jesus came, the prophet Isaiah saw through time and said, Jesus is not only going to come and bear iniquities, he's going to justify people. See, it's one thing if you do something wrong to be let off. Can you imagine if you robbed me? Some of you are thinking that's going to be a short, short job, that. Imagine if you come to my house and rob me and you're, found, you know, I, I, you're put, you know, put in prison for it or go to trial for it, and I come and say, I, I don't want to hold anything against you. Drop the charges. See, that's one thing. You say, well, you know what? Dave's a nice guy. But then what I do is I bring you from the court, and I bring you back to my house. And I say, let's have dinner. And I say, what do you need? And you say, well, I haven't got any place to stay. Stay with me. See, that's what Jesus has done. He hasn't just taken away the penalty he hasn't just taken away the shame. He's brought us into his presence. He's made us like one who has never sinned. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. When you come before God as a child of God, he doesn't look at the list of your wrongdoing. See, some people make you feel that's the case. The devil will tell you all the stuff you've done wrong. You know, you're, you're a miserable sinner, aren't you? I just agree with him nowadays. Yeah, I am. But I was washed. 
I was sanctified. I was justified, and I'm being glorified by the grace of God. That's who I am. Because his resurrection justifies me. I am a new creation in Christ. The old has gone, the new has come. And I can live in all that he has given to me. His resurrection opens up a way for us. I love this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened up for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and the full assurance that faith brings. You see, friends, if we just had a dead sacrifice, we still didn't come. We would still be kept at a distance. But actually, it's the new and living way. Jesus stands in the presence of the Father and he says, this is your son, this is your daughter. I've cleansed them. And we can come boldly into the presence of the Lord and receive everything that he has for us. Peace with God. So you might not feel you've got peace with God today, but the cross and resurrection of Jesus says you can. Says you can. Says you can know his grace. Number three, resurrection brings hope for the future. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all of all people most to be pitied. You see, the truth is, friends, if, uh, if Christianity is based on a dead Jesus, then we have nothing. If Jesus died and stayed in the tomb, we have nothing. We have a religion. And that's why people are so frantic to try and find the body of Jesus. They've been looking for years. Try and prove that he's in the grave. But friends, the Bible says here, but Christ has indeed risen from the dead the first fruits of all who believe. See, that's our hope this morning. Our hope is that Jesus is alive. Our hope is that our, 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 we will see him when he comes back. Our hope is that he will come and find us. That's what we dare hope for. We are looking for resurrection, not just in his life, but in our life. Jesus came to Mary and Martha and he said to them, I am the resurrection and the life. And the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. That's some sentence. And then he says this, do you believe this? See, the truth is Jesus is alive. The issue is, do you believe it? The truth is he's alive. It's will you believe it? See, what we believe about the resurrection changes everything. We believe his resurrection opens the way for us to have eternal life. His resurrection tells us that we can trust him and put our faith in him because he's done what he said he would do. His resurrection assures us that he's coming again and we put our hope in him. We used to, you know, speak a lot more about the second coming than we do now. It feels a bit like the days of Noah. When everybody's just getting on with their own thing and ignoring, ignoring God, trying to push God out of their lives, trying to pretend. You see, because you have to decide, if God exists, I've got to do something about it. So our society doesn't want God to exist, and it will go to endless lengths to try and stamp out faith in God who demands something from us, who expects something from us. We don't mind gods who we can worship and control, but we don't want gods who decide what, what really goes. But you see, when you have faith in a resurrection of Jesus, you then have to have faith in the coming of Jesus. Because the angel said, this Jesus who you see ascend into heaven will come in the same way. 
the Monday the trumpet will sound. I don't know if it'll be an acoustic or an electric or something. I don't know. I don't know how it'll be seen. But it says he'll come back. And every eye will see him. And all of a sudden, nobody will be left in doubt about the resurrection anymore. And all of a sudden, we'll see and know him. His resurrection assures us he's coming again. His resurrection tells us that his promises are trustworthy. His resurrection gives us hope again and again that God will restore this fallen world and bring his kingdom to earth. His resurrection tells us that we too will be raised. I'll tell you what, I'm waiting for my Superman moment. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? There's only me who gets excited about stuff like that. We're going to meet him in the air, the Bible says. If I'm alive, I'm going to meet him. If I'm dead, the Bible says we're going to be raised first. It's going to be something, isn't it? Watching on earth as everybody we know is in the Lord is raised to life. Wow. Talk about resurrection. See, friends, we need to remind ourselves this is the hope. We're not here because we're good people. We're hope because Jesus is here for us. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we ought to be pitied. <laughs> Friends, if I didn't think the resurrection was real, I'd walk out today and never come back. I would, man. I'd be out of here. I mean, you're lovely and all. But I'd be gone. It's the hope of resurrection that keeps us going. It's the hope of resurrection that causes us to trust him. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. You know what? It's his resurrection that keeps us going through tough times. It's his resurrection that means our brothers and sisters in Sri Lanka today are still worshiping over the graves of their loved ones. See, sometimes we choose to stop hoping because things go wrong in our lives. You know what that is? That is a flawed understanding of the resurrection. It's about making Jesus all about our lives. Friends, it's nothing. Jesus died to save sinners and to bring them into the presence of God. He didn't die to make sure all your life went well. He died because our lives weren't going well. And so we need to come to Resurrection Sunday and acknowledge that Jesus comes to bring hope into our hearts. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus, to further the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who, who does not lie, promised. That's our hope today. Jesus is coming again. And then finally, resurrection brings power to live. Power to live. <laughs> Everybody look at each other and say, you've got the power. I've got the power! Do you know what I mean? See, you've got the power. The church said, the Bible says you've got power to live. Why do we know that? Because Jesus said, you will have power. Power will come upon you and you will be my witnesses. The Bible says that we've got the power to live for him. Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Oh, if there's any day for us to be enlightened, friends, it's Resurrection Sunday. I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened that you might know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. I thought that would have been a point to get excited then. But obviously, we've been sedated in here. I just want you to know if I made that point in Brazil, they'd go wild. 
That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated with him, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Listen, the same power that raised Jesus is the power that raises us. The same power that gave Jesus life is the power that lives in us. The same power that broke open the tomb that was impossible to keep him in is the power that sets us free. The same power that redeemed mankind is the power that comes in us. Friends, we need to live in the resurrection power of the cross today. You know, so often we're going to face challenges and obstacles to our lives and we're going to go, oh, I can't do it. Actually, we need to come and say, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in me. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, yeah, people are opposing, people are speaking. But you know what? I can do all things because the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. I can overcome that issue in my life because there's power in me. The old Pentecostals used to sing, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Sometimes I think we've forgotten it, friends. Sometimes I think we've gotten back to, well, you know, maybe if it's going downhill and the wind's in the right direction, we might make it. Friend, it was impossible for death to keep its hold. It's impossible for the enemy to rob you unless you let him. What you need to do, we talked about it on Friday, you need to say, you know what, shut up. It's the Greek version. I'm going to stand in the power that raised Jesus from the dead. I am, see friends, you're not powerless in this world. See, that's what resurrection means. Resurrection means you don't live at the mercy of every spirit that walks the planet, of every power and principality. Jesus triumphed over them, mocking them, making a spectacle of them. The cross was a spectacle, but not about Jesus, about the powers of this world. And so, friends, we need to start to live in the resurrection power of God. Don't you want to do that? You know, if you want to do that, you've got to, you've got to apply that. You know, that's a fight right there, isn't it? See, the Bible talks a lot about fight. You know, some people's image of Christianity is we're all kind of like, you know, lovely little peaceful people. But actually, we're called to scrap. We're called to fight. We're called to stand. We're called to say, hey, you know what? Let the power that lives in me overcome this situation. See, that's what it called. See, resurrection means that this week, when all hell breaks loose, when the enemy seeks to accuse, when things are going wrong, when, when the family are in chaos, when everything's going on, you then have to say, you know what? It's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me, and by his resurrection power, I can come through this. See, if your confession is, oh dear, where's Jesus? He's going to say, I'm right here. Let's get the power going. Let's get the power flowing in the church. Let's get the power going in the life of the people. Let's get the power being confessed. <laughs> I always come back to He-Man, by the power of Grayskull. Friends, it's not the power of Grayskull. It's the power of Jesus. It's the power of a resurrected life. Friends, that's our hope today, isn't it? Is it just me? I'll tell you, that's my hope. I think, come on, we need to get into resurrected living. We need to bring our grace to the Lord. I pray that out of His glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I'm going to pray that over us in just a moment before we close. Because I just think 
God wants a powerful church. Jesus came out of the grave. It was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. He came out of the grave because he wants a church that's full of the power of God. He wants the people to overflow with the power of God. He wants people to say, you know what? I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's Resurrection Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. But I want you to know, friends, tomorrow is Resurrection Monday. Resurrection Tuesday. I'll get excited on any day because Jesus is still alive. How many of you know Jesus is not going back in the tomb for a year when we leave here? Until we come back the next Good Friday, he's alive, friends. And so that means that when I wake up in the morning, he's just as powerful as he is today. And my faith needs to be just as expectant as it is today. I need to go, you know what, Lord? I'm trusting you. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no cattle in the stalls, and there's no wheat in the fields, and there's no wine in the wine press. Yet I will rejoice in God my Savior. I will rejoice in the resurrected Jesus, because I will live not by what I have, but by the power of his Spirit in me. It is no longer I, but it is Christ who lives in me. He's alive. And that changes everything. I wonder where the band come back. We're going to sing Glorious Day to finish, yeah? Come on, we're going to rock the flock. Let's turn it up, Roy. Let's get loud. But before we close, I just want to pray. You know, maybe this morning, can you just put those four points up, please, if we can get, find them, if they're on there? Our message to you this morning, maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus. Well, our message to you is this, that God loves you. God loves you. You don't have to do anything to earn his love. I mean, you might have to do something to earn mine, because I can be a bit fickle. But God loves you, cares for you, created you, knows you, sees you, and he just loves you. You might be here on Easter Sunday today and you're just saying, well, I wish, I wish I could believe it. Friends, I want you to know God loves you above all. If you take nothing away from today, know this, that God knows you and loves you just the way you are. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. There's nothing you can do to make him love you more. That's his heart for you. But there's a problem. The Bible calls it sin. It's created a barrier between you and God. It's removed you from his love. It's removed you from his presence. You know it. You can feel it. Because even when we talk about relationship with God, you're not sure you can come into that and call that. You, you can understand that. The Bible says all of sin, it's a nature, it's, a, it's the condition of man ever since Adam and Eve sinned in the world. We carry it. It separated us from him. And that's why Jesus died. That's why we're here this Easter time celebrating his death on the cross. What a strange thing to separate, celebrate. But we're celebrating today because it's his death and his resurrection that gives us hope. It gives us life. But you decide. It's your choice. You decide whether to accept his gift of life or to walk in your own ways. It's your choice. No one's going to make you do anything else. So my question today is, will you give your life to Jesus this Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday? Will you say, Dave, would you pray for me? I need to get right with Jesus. 
the Bible says anyone who comes to him and opens their heart to him and receives him, he will come in and meet with you and change your life. He'll bring you resurrection. And so just as our heads are bowed, before we come and close our service, I wonder if there's anybody here, you need to get right with Jesus today. You say, Dave, would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. Just as I look around the building, just put your hand up simply and just wave at me and say, Dave, would you pray for me? Thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, please, you can put your hands down. Bless you. Thank you. Great to see people respond. Father, you saw our hearts today. You know us, Lord. Lord, we, you draw us to yourself today, Lord. It's the power of the gospel, Lord. Lord, that changes lives. Lord, it's not words, Lord. Lord, it's not songs, Lord. It's the message of hope that we have, that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. And he appeared. And lastly, he appears to us, Lord, by his spirit and reveals himself through his love and draws us to himself. And so we come today eager for his presence. So I pray for those who've responded today. Let them know your abiding love in their lives today. Lord, let them know, God, Lord, your resurrection power, Lord. Let them know that they have a hope and a future today. Let them know, God, that you will go before them and you will come behind them, Lord, and surround them, Lord, with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder, could we stand? I just want to pray this prayer over you. You know, it's great that we come together on Resurrection Sunday and there's expectation and there's, there's a sense of, you know, vibrancy and worship. It's great. We're going to blast it out in a minute and just worship him. But I just want to declare this verse over your life today. I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through your spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Lord, I declare that word over your church over every man and woman here today. Lord, I pray, Father, that they would know in the inner being the power of God. Lord, the power of the resurrection that brings hope, that brings life, Lord, that brings uh, the ability to live for you. I pray, Father, for minds that are oppressed and worn out, I pray release from captivity in Jesus' name by the power of the cross. Lord, I pray for bodies that are broken, Lord, Lord, and are not functioning properly. I pray healing in the name of Jesus, Lord. I speak the power of a resurrected life, Lord, over your people today. Lord, I pray for hearts, Lord, that have been dismayed, Lord, that have been wounded, Lord, that have been broken. Father, I pray for healing, binding up of hearts today in Jesus' name because your power is here, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have today, Lord, in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you are alive, Lord, and that everything changes because you're in us, Lord. So would you bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen.